Hey, hey, I'm Des. Hey, y'all, I'm Sai. And we're the co-hosts of Let's Talk Sis Podcast, where we truly believe that together, empowered women can transform their lives. Join us for heartfelt stories, enlightening conversations, and a whole lot of accountability along the way. Alrighty. Episode two. Mm-hmm. You excited? I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. What we going on? Eight hours, right? Yep. Okay. Eight hours in and no footage. Yeah. That's insane. It is. It's crazy. Yo, Destiny keep deleting the clips. Oh, baby. First of all, two nights ago, you deleted the video. So you clearly seen how it's easy to delete. Okay. I guess I'm supposed to have a level of understanding. Yeah, since you experienced it, that's how life works. Okay. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, we're here with episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, tired, yes, but we're showing up because mm-hmm. it has to get done because we committed to it. And we're here. So what are we discussing today? What are we chatting about? Um, was it you want to chat about dating relationships um let's talk about daddy issues daddy issues and dating and how does that affect your dating Dating life life currently okay Mm -hmm. what's your dating life like um if you could explain it in one word what would it be hmm that's a good question if i can currently explain my dating life in one word It'll be drum roll. Relaxed. Mm, okay. Relaxed. Yeah. Pretty chill. It's pretty chill over here. If you could explain your dating life in one word, what would it be? My selection of a word would be sad. Mm. It's pretty sad. Why? Why? Um. It's just, it's just not any fun, you know? I feel like dating is always, well, my perspective of dating has always been, like, from the outside looking in, for it to be more fun. So, like, just having a good time, yeah. vacationing, date nights, dressing up, laughing, like, you know? Now that you mentioned it, I guess my dating life is pretty sad as well, because I don't do any of those things. I mean... I don't know. It has frozen its cons, though. It does. And, but elaborate on that. Like, I could be, like, it'll be nothing for me to go on a date. Oh, for sure. But it's kind of, like, purposeless in a sense. Mm. Um, In a sense of, like. Why is it purposeless? What do you mean? I just feel like serially dating right now in my life and with the stuff that I have going on and what I'm trying to, you know, get done, it just it's counterproductive in a sense. So I'm really not interested. So I guess I'm okay. I'm content with it. So are you dating at all? Um, no, not necessarily. What does not necessarily mean? I feel like that's kind of a yes or no question. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, I really want to talk about like the balance of feminine and masculine energy. Okay. Because I feel like that's kind of been the focal point of like trying to reverse or like not reverse necessarily, but just trying to find a little bit more balance in my 
feminine energy. Okay. More so than just basking completely in masculine energy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, firstly, I think that we should all, as individuals, acknowledge that both men and women possess both energies. Definitely. And then from there, just understand that, like, why some people may possess a little bit more, like, what causes that chemical, like, imbalance or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I feel like uh, living in survivor mode for so long has definitely contributed to that. Um, you know, just enduring yeah. traumatic events. And I know black women specifically have the connotation um, of just being strong, you know, yeah. which goes hand in hand with being resilient. Mm-hmm. And um, to be resilient means that you bounce back from anything. Right. And that's tiring. And although I'm grateful that I possess the trait of being resilient, it's still, you know. So how does that coincide with masculine energy, though? You can't be feminine and resilient? I feel like you can, but after a while or after too much, maybe, Mm. I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm tired. Because when you think about really dwelling in your feminine energy mm-hmm. um i feel like it's a little bit it's much not a little bit it's much softer yeah and out down and easygoing and relaxed in comparison to like masculine energy yeah and even if we compare like the gender roles yeah because we always say that gender roles shouldn't exist but reality, reality. Is, is that they really do so i think if we th- even take it as far as like exam examining the roles that a man have in comparison to the roles that a woman have, you know? Yeah. Um, carry, men carry loads, men protect, they provide, like things of that nature. Yeah. So, and then when you look at the the woman, she nurtures, she cares, she multiplies, and right. things like that. So, I feel like there's been an off, off balance. balance for me personally, yeah. Um, That has definitely contributed to, to your dating. To my dating life and then i feel like daddy issues that's a that's a whole nother topic um do you feel like having daddy issues made you have less respect for men i never co- made the correlation that i had less for respect for men because of my father i couldn't really pinpoint and identify like where it came from and i'm not even sure if i'm able to still do that today mm-hmm. in this present moment but i know referring back to like probably like five six years ago Mm -hmm. i was just like i don't need you like i got my own money like what i don't i didn't understand how a man can contribute because yeah to what i had going on and maybe that's just simply because i've watched my mother you know struggle and just be a single mom of three for so long yeah without having a male's presence and from my perspective it was kind of like well, I'm seeing her get all this done without without a man. So maybe I just grew into um, the habit or the mindset of just thinking like a man wasn't really necessary. Wasn't, yeah. But now that I'm mature and older, like I completely think that is a horrible idea or way of thinking a man's presence <laughs> definitely needed. I don't know. I feel like I agree for sure that a man's presence is definitely needed. I think... 
the it may be masculine energy but it's a pride and ego thing as well like how you kind of say like i don't need you how can you contribute but it's like an eye opener i think we was kind of already discussing this is an eye opener when you meet that person that show you that they can contribute Mm -hmm. and what they can contribute and it's Mm -hmm. like it'll be the stuff that you didn't even think of Mm -hmm. stuff like how you just said oh i got my own money men contribute obviously they contribute money but it's so much more that a man can do that you really just can't do a man could add these values to you and add these things to you that you didn't even know you needed until you meet that right person that does it then it's like hmm no i definitely agree. maybe i was missing this because i've definitely been in a position similar to that um transitioning from dating as like a teenager yeah into like dating in my 20s mm-hmm. i definitely um ran into someone like a few years ago that i was dating and he was what i would consider to be like my first grown man you know and when i say grown man i'm not talking about in age i'm talking about like in wisdom and characteristics and leadership ability um and Mm self-awareness and all of those other things he was healed he was healed Mm -hmm. wow he was healed (laughs) He was he was aware. Okay. He wasn't necessarily healed at that time. Mm. Um, in comparison to like looking back okay. five, six years later now and looking like, okay, he's healed now. Yeah. I think he was aware and at that time he was like embarking on his journey. Mm. But he didn't bleed on me if that makes sense. Yeah. Like his his whatever he had gone through, it didn't make me feel like any less of a person or I had to carry Because he was a man. He was a man, yes. (laughs) He was a man. That's what it is. It's like, I I like that you said, like, he didn't bleed on me. And that be the problem, I feel like, in a lot of, well, I wouldn't say problem, but that's like the, I guess it's like downfall, kind of, or the bad part about it is like, we can grow together. I'm going through what I'm going through. You going through what you're going through, which is typically just life. Mm -hmm. But don't bleed on me. We can help each other grow but don't make me feel like I'm going through the struggle, the volley and the trenches mm-hmm. just to become a better one. I feel like you you're going to grow with your partner regardless. Even if you meet somebody that's healed and you're healed, it's still further to go. Right. You still can grow more. Y'all still can learn more. So you're going to grow with your partner together. So even if you meet this partner and neither of you are healed and or whatever it is like y'all still going through that journey that process y'all can go through this process together while building each other up opposed to a lot of relationships we're going through a process but i'm making you feel like shit while i'm going through my process and you're going through the same thing yeah i think okay so i think my perspective is that People really just don't know how to handle their stuff. Yeah. And I don't think that people like bleed on people intentionally. I think that it's more so like this healing process is unfamiliar to me. So Mm. I don't really know how to carry you while I'm going through to getting through. If that makes sense. But I can say like referring back to the situation that I was talking about the relationship or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, when he was going through his process, I was simultaneously going through my own process, right? Okay. And I feel like he was trying his best to be present for me in mm-hmm. the midst of that of while going through his own thing. Yeah. But 
I think I was much younger. I had a whole different mindset. I was so combative. I was all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. So I required so much patience and understanding and grace. And there was a age gap. So somebody who's like grown and mature and this and a third, mm-hmm. I feel like looking back at the girl that I was then, I was really immature yeah. in the way that I handled things. So I feel like it's kind of one of those things where you just keep sticking it out with your partner until enough is enough. That's, yeah. And that's understandable, you know? Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about the whole thing? Cause what we talking about kind of goes hand in hand with the, like, they say like you can't love nobody else till you love yourself. I agree with that a thousand percent. I've just kind of gotten to this realization not too long ago, but I feel like don't come to me if you're not healed. Get your life together. Okay, when you say heal, like, what do you mean? Have your life together. Okay. Be ready to work side by side and pour into and receive and all of this from a partner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I'm not in, like, a long-term relationship and i haven't been in like my adult years so i don't really want to speak from ignorance because i can't speak from experience i only can make a hypothetical and i will say i mean i feel like my perspective this is my perspective i feel like a relationship is two people that have two individual journeys that are growing going together through, yeah that are growing together but i think sometimes when we say they're we're growing together or growing with our partner we think that that like we're going to grow in the same like no direction no so that's not at all what i meant i mean know who you are and what you want okay before you mend yourself with this other person that's I probably didn't word it right. Okay. That's what I mean. I mean, when I say come put together or come with your life together, I mean, as far as you and yourself, I want you to already. Well, not completely, because like I said, life is a everlasting mm-hmm. growth journey. We're always growing. We always becoming better. But you need to. And this is my personal mm-hmm. um, opinion. I feel like especially as a man, I need you to have some i need you to have your identity and yourself together i need you to know what you want and know who you are because um, like we said a man is supposed to lead i can't expect you to lead me and you don't even you can't even properly lead yourself right i think that's fair for sure but on the flip side i also believe that people were put into your life for a season or a reason right i agree so i feel like sometimes certain parts of us are unlocked when we are um coexisting with other people so you would never be able i would have probably either never been able to unlock my own personal development journey or it would have took me a little bit longer had i never crossed paths with the person that i crossed paths with i can definitely say that because that was like the peak that was an eye-opening opening for me to to be like okay let me turn this around and let me reassess and change my direction and I agree with that as well. Like how you just said, you experience certain people and certain things for certain reasons. Because even back to the masculine and feminine energy, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of stuff that you thought was normal. Like the, oh, I don't need this man or I don't need no man and stuff like that. A lot of stuff you thought was normal until you experience, like I said, certain people or certain things. That's like, all right, 
so I probably fumbled the bag with you, but Yo, I know. Wait, can we talk <laughs> now about, I know how to move forward. No, can we seriously talk about how humbling it is as a woman to know that, that you fumbled? Bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like two of my exes from like when I was probably like, I don't know, in my teens, like mm-hmm. late teens. I need to say sorry. So if you're listening to this, I apologize <laughs> because it was just like... I had one boyfriend who was the sweetest guy ever. He was just like head over heels. He he was just like the perfect man. Yeah. Looking back. And I'm not saying it's so crazy because you don't realize that until you look Bruh. back. No, <laughs> and I literally left him because I just felt like I wasn't being stimulated. Mm. Like it was it was just not what I was used to. And I was used to unhealthy, toxic, the fighting, the arguing. And there was none of that. So I'm like, this shit is boring. boring. Like, <laughs> we need some excitement. Like That's a damn shame. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's good that you get to it. You can acknowledge it now. Yeah. You're aware. Yeah. Sometimes I think about it for a little too long and I feel like a terrible person. Yeah. So I try to like right my wrongs moving forward. That's what I mean. Like I've I've had experience. I remember a few years ago I was dating somebody and I wouldn't say I'm I'm used to or love like the whole toxic thing. I don't know what it is that I love or am I used I'm used to at this point. But the super super nice guy didn't work for me. <laughs> like it's like you're a pushover, you're yeah. too too nice, you're too too lenient. Mm-hmm. But thinking back, that's probably was my husband. Like that's really crazy. <laughs> like that's really crazy. And it's like I've came to that realization and I know that and I say to myself moving forward all the time, like when I run into somebody like that, mm-hmm. yeah, gotta have it together right. and let them do what they're doing as a man or as, you know, yeah. because, yeah, the girls it's don't so take accountability. We be fumbling for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy because I follow my ex on Instagram, right? And he in a relationship, he's mm-hmm. been in a relationship for the past few years. And like, I be so happy for him. Because it's like, I'm happy you found somebody who, like, compliments what you put into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? That's maturity, that's, though. Yeah, I think because, that's Yeah, that's mature for you, though. Because, no, for real. Because the guy I'm talking about that I said I fumbled the super nice guy, he's in a relationship now. And I had to unfollow him. I don't want to see that. That's good for you. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I don't want to see that. I'm crying. That mm-hmm. is insane. Like, I fumbled, and you know I fumbled, and I know I fumbled, and you want to throw it in my face that I fumbled? Cool. No, I'm good. That's that's funny. Um, But transitioning back to the whole daddy issues, what mm. was, like, your home like growing up? So, my household was together until the age of probably, like, six or five or something like that. Like, my mom and dad was married. Traditional household, like, whatever. Um... My dad was incarcerated Mm -hmm. for a long, long, long time. And everything broke up after that, Um, including, like, our relationship. So, our relationship is, like, I'm going to say shaky because, I don't know, it's like, you know. But he wasn't there, Mm -hmm. basically, for, like, a long time. So, with that being the case... It was just me and my mom for a long time, like for a very long time. And 
um, a part of that, like you said, watching your mom just be superwoman, do everything on her own by herself, not needing nobody, not, you know, so that attitude probably for sure came from that. But yeah, just hmm, shaky. So do you, have you ever experienced or can recall a moment where you could make a correlation between um, maybe your behavior in a past relationship or actually, mm-hmm. actually, yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until this is my most recent relationship. It wasn't until my mom said he act just like your dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, huh? <laughs> like, what? And it's crazy because it's like she's telling like, yeah, the stuff you complaining about. He, your dad did the same thing like he act just like your dad mm-hmm. and that's what made me because i'm not gonna lie like i knew the relationship me and my dad's relationship is like to be transparent that shit is trash and i knew that though i was very aware of that but i wasn't aware of the whole daddy issues thing yeah like that was never a thought on my mind actually i don't think i even admitted or knowingly dove dove into that until i feel like me and you talked about it like probably a minute ago or something mm-hmm. and you used to always mention like that's daddy issues or mm-hmm. like you used to just and that used to make me think like hmm i think it's so crazy it how is. um the subconscious mind works so for you to attract someone who's so similar to your father i hate absent, that for me it's kind of like a mirror within yeah. yourself so i think that a lot of times when we, when you were talking or we were having conversations and you were telling me certain things and I'm like that sounds like daddy issues it's because like it sent like a, a mirror yeah and something else that I've recently learned in therapy mm-hmm. um I used to talk to my therapist about everything I mean relationships my father life parents whatever mm-hmm. and a lot of things that I used to complain to her about with my father like oh I don't like how he did this or he said he's gonna do this but he did this or stuff like that and then, like, in other sessions, I'm talking about how I handle things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, stuff just don't be that serious to me. Yeah. And she's like, remember when you said last session that it wasn't serious to your dad? Like, she'd be pointing out so many, like, yeah. so much resemblance. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. It's like you said, it's like subconsciously. You don't even, you don't even be knowing it. Yeah. Well, I don't think that aspect of it is um, daddy issues because... I just recently have became a little bit more aware of when I'm dealing with people in mm. general, right? Because mm-hmm. before, whenever I experienced somebody or interacted with them, mm-hmm. I would just, I'm so impulsive, I'm an Aries. So for the most part, I would just say whatever it is that came to mind mm-hmm. or do whatever it is that came to mind, right? And then self reflect later on after the fact. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, sitting with my thought a little bit longer and allowing it to process before it leaves my mouth or mm-hmm. um, really thinking my actions through before I do it. Right? Yeah. And this is new. Like I'm talking about new within like the last 30 days, 60 days or whatever okay. the case may be. So what I realized is whenever I say that I don't like something in someone, mm-hmm. whether it be um, a friend, mm-hmm. a partner, my parents, anybody that I get to experience in this lifetime, it's a mirror. Mm. it's a mirror in everybody like I see what I don't like in other people because it's it resonates with me um. it's what I do you know mm. 
that's a good way to look at things. So you saying what you see, like the thing that you're seeing in them that you don't like is something that's probably like deep inside of you? It's either something that's present or something that's past. For example, mm-hmm. my my last relationship, right? He did he reminded me so much of me when I dealt with my first grown man, if that makes sense. Mm. So yeah. I had a certain level of understanding and grace and patience for him because what I didn't like about him was who I used to, used be. to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it resonated with me in the aspect of like, okay, I can identify with this or this is familiar. Yeah. So I get it, but it's also not excusable. Yeah. In a sense. So that's crazy that you mentioned that. Um, I don't know too much. I'm trying to like think back on like my past relationship i don't know too much if it was there or maybe i'm just not aware enough yet mm-hmm. to have noticed it mm. i don't know i know it do be little things here and there it's like like oh i used to do that mm-hmm. i got past that but for the most part my problem i think i'm i actually know in my relationships is that I assume people supposed to just know what I'm thinking on my brain. Yeah, that's insane. That's delusion. I said it in the first episode that I was 97, 97% delusional. So, I think yeah. it's time for you to admit. Right. <laughs> like, I just be... Because it's like a lot of things... Like, I'll be upset or pissed or something. And it's like... But it was supposed to be like this. And they're like, you ain't tell me that. Like, how was I supposed to know that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because... Like, I feel like... But I, it, it's not really delusion... Because I feel like when you're dating somebody, when you're dating somebody and they're dating you, y'all learning each other, right? Essentially, yeah. You learning them, their dislikes, their likes, their wants, their needs. I agree. And they should be doing the same for you, correct? Mm-hmm. So why you don't know me? I think that's leaving too much room for them to assume. And it's like you set in a subconscious standard and then when they don't live up to it, you disappoint it. When you never even verbally communicate it. And then in, I feel like in return... You wouldn't even have ended up as uh, upset or disappointed in those situations, whatever situations you're referring to, had you simply said, I like it done this way or this is what I like. Now, if you said that and it was done a different way mm-hmm. or if it wasn't done at all, that's completely understandable for why you were disappointed. So you ever heard the saying when they say like, don't tell somebody how to date you or something like that? Like, don't tell somebody... I mean, I heard is don't don't show somebody how to date you something along the line. Something like that, yeah. How I've you, heard that, but I don't agree with it. Okay. I feel like you shouldn't a woman shouldn't shouldn't teach a man how to be a man, but correct. you definitely should show your partner or tell your partner how to partner, date you, guide your partner on how to date you because it's not one size fit all. Yeah, how very you true. Was fucking that girl, that's not gonna work for me. Right. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but yeah. I shouldn't show you how I shouldn't have to show you how to fuck. basically so it's like i i get where they were going with this yeah i don't necessarily i don't i just don't think it's as black as black black and white white as it seems Mm -hmm. okay Mm. i don't know this dating and this shit is hard like life is just this shit is hard i feel like dating is definitely a little ghetto at the moment. Oh, it's get a little. It is ghetto. Yeah. Very much ghetto. Yeah, it is pretty ghetto. Um, I feel like okay, so how do you like what's your type like 
Like, do you feel like it has changed and grown? For sure. Have changed and grown? For sure. Okay. My type has changed over time. Like, as I grew, my type has, like, evolved with me, mm-hmm. I'd like to say. So. Um, I think I could definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I can say, um, relating to my previous situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know better, so do better. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I went with what I was familiar with, yeah, or what was comfortable instead of just being mature and aware and identifying, like, okay, there's patterns here. Um, it's time for you to just take a different approach mm. and maybe try a different type of guy. Yeah. So maybe I, it's time for me to go back to like the nice guy. Mm. You know? Yeah. The ones, the ones that are just like. That's going, that's, they be the husbands. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like for me, it kind of, although I know that I need to change my type, I kind of. So my question on that is because I I kind of like I can agree with that like you know you got to change your type and stuff and I personally I feel like I've tried like I've dated like the nice guy I've dated the mm-hmm. the ideal man mm-hmm. but I don't be interested yeah I'm not gonna say I'm not interested in nice guys because okay. don't be mean to me but the ideal man I don't like you're boring. Yeah, I don't know. Like for me, I'm. I think that I'm. I mean, I guess this is a little unhinged, but like I like hood niggas, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's not unhinged; it's reality. <laughs> yeah, but like, I like hood niggas, and that's what I was attracted to, right? And I feel like with that comes a lot of other stuff because yeah. eight times out of ten, these hood niggas. Um, like emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. they are pretty shallow when it comes to conversation. Um, they have a lot of going on. That's really yeah. where that toxic behavior and disrespect and all of that other stuff is prone to happen. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think that it, I, I really just want a good guy that has edge. So the balance between the two is like very important to me. I agree, but I do. You, so, are you saying it's impossible for a hood nigga mm-hmm. to be a husband? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you said that's what I comes. That okay, okay. So times. it's, it's so majority. Too left. Yeah, okay, yeah. So majority <laughs> of the times, you got to think about their like their, their environment, environment yeah, yeah, environmental and a um, social factor that comes with these type of guys. Like yeah, nine times out of ten, they're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in poverty stricken environments, yeah. which means that the crime rate is extremely high. Violence is literally as soon as they open their doors, nine times out of ten. Yeah, and regardless if that's not where they lay their head or they relocate somewhere else, that's they what work. they know. Yeah, they work predominantly where yeah the drugs and the crime and all that other the stuff best. is mm-hmm. happening. So with that comes, I feel like anybody that's healed with the same mind wouldn't, wouldn't be even be in that exactly. environment. Yeah. So for me, I just I'm I'm really just. You know, heading towards a healed mm. or retired. Retired. <laughs> yeah, they be the one. You can get you a good retired one. Yeah. Like one that been there, done that. They know some because they've been around the block. Exactly. But they know enough to say, I did that. 
mm-hmm. and I'm here now. Yeah, and now that it's crazy because saying this out loud, I think it's really just the 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 street wits that mm-hmm. I'm attracted to. Yeah, because brains being like you know book smart mm-hmm. and intellectual and stuff like that is important to me yeah but having that edge i think that comes from like the wittiness of just being in the streets being in the street for so. sure and that's stuff that you can only that they can only get in the streets yeah so with you saying you want that healed person the person that knows better and stuff like that are you healed like are you ready to meet that person um okay i'm glad you asked that question because um I just posted on my story a question yesterday that said, if you had to date yourself, mm. um, which parts of you would you not like or enjoy the most? Mm-hmm. And I had to sit with myself for like a good two minutes before I like hit the upload button. And I was just like, if I had to date myself, I would not enjoy me. I mean, in comparison to who I was prior a few mm-hmm. years ago, I would definitely, I'm definitely proud because, excuse me, I'm obviously evolving and yeah. progressing but i have so much more work to do that i'm aware of so for example i'm selfish mm-hmm. i i'm not really likely to compromise in a lot of areas um i can i have this need or this urge of constantly wanting or desiring stimulation mm-hmm. so when i find myself getting bored then i'm kind of over it mm-hmm. um i have a, there's a long list of things that <laughs> but i think that in my last relationship mm-hmm. that helped me identify that mm-hmm. I, and then it's crazy in my last relationship it helped me identify that right mm-hmm. but my relationship before that before i got into that relationship i thought that i was a I thought you was who i thought i was who but that's kind of like how we was just talking about you said certain people unlock certain parts of you mm-hmm. and i learned that because of my last relationship mm-hmm. i thought i was so healed and so above so much stuff yeah and my last relationship showed me, like, baby, you need to go back to the drawing board because mm-hmm. you still on bullshit. You yeah. still act 12. Like, you still can't control your mouth. Mm-hmm. It showed me a lot. So, it's like, I think when we say we're healed, some of us, like, it is a process and yeah. it is growth happening. But a lot of the times it's because we removed ourselves from that environment environment yeah. exactly so now when you place back in a circumstance or an environment you're going through the same you. thing yeah i think that um healing isn't linear right yeah. so i never i don't think i'll ever be a healed person completely mm-hmm. like 100 percent, especially dealing with the world that we yeah. live in today but i do think that i will be healed from some of the tra- the traumatic events that i've experienced and haven't gone through yeah um and when it comes to triggers, I think that for me, it's kind of just being able to identify prior mm-hmm. what the trigger is and how it made me feel in the last environment or last situation. Mm. And kind of, like I said, I'm I'm a little bit more self-aware now. Yeah. So hopefully I'm at the point where I can sit still with whatever is triggering me before I just react, react. the way that the old me would, you know? And what made you get to this point? Did you experience something that you set still instead of reacted? What was that? Like, like you saying now that you now you feel like you're to a point where you could at least sit still first mm-hmm. before you react. Mm-hmm. Have you been tested on that? Um, have yes, you have. endured something and you set still instead mm-hmm. of reacted? Yeah, I have. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I'm short tempered too. Okay. So I feel like I don't want to say it takes a lot to get out of to get me riled up, mm-hmm. but Here's the thing. 
I'm more self-aware, so I'm able to sit with things longer mm-hmm. in comparison to how I used to. Mm. But also, I'm finding out that I'm being quiet. Mm. And that can come off as me shutting down. But whole time, it's like me just sitting still with whatever I need to sit still Processing. with. To process exactly whatever my thought is or my next step is. Yeah. So, it might not be... Like I said, I'm still growing, but it might not be the best way to handle things, but it's better than how it's handled. Yeah, things it's before. best for you. Exactly. Because before, if something bothered me, I'm just like going off at the mouth or just ready to fight or whatever the case yeah. may be. So now I just take a step back, retract, mm-hmm. and sit still with my thought or my action. So, you know. And that's a lot of the time. That's really good, though, because I feel like that that's what causes so much friction and so many problems with people just reacting. They just jumping mm-hmm. instead of thinking about it. Because I, I used to do a lot of that. Like, I just, I react instantly off of how I feel. Mm-hmm. And then most of the times, it's like when I'm calmed down later, it's like, you ain't even have to do that much. Have you ever done that? And then later on, you calm down. And then you think back, like, you discussed it with yourself a little yes. bit. Yes. Like, so cringy. Like, I can't even Cringe. Believe I gave it that much. Like, why did I even do all that? Exactly. I could have just left. I could have just walked out. I could have yeah. just. But instead, I just did all this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And now this person, and this is just my brain, this person got one up on me for real because they just took me out of my element completely. Yeah. And you know when somebody is able to tick you off that bad, they have the control. Yeah. You feel like you going crazy and like cause in my head it's like, all right, when I go crazy, it's not really much that's going on in my head, but it's like I think I got the ball. Like I'm cursing you out, I'm fighting you, I'm disrespectful, whatever it is that I'm doing. But it's like the reality is that calm person really got the ball. Like yeah, they really control them. And now looking at you like you like a fucking fool. Yeah. And now that it's all said and done, and then when that question comes, like, why you even do all that? And it's like Um Yeah. Like so And something else that has been helping me is just remembering like the four agreements. That's a okay. book that like I often revert revert to um revert back to whenever mm-hmm. i feel like i need some reminders mm-hmm. um so one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally mm-hmm. right but i feel like lately i've been finding myself easily offended okay um and i feel like that within itself has its pros and cons yeah because like one of my prayers was for me to be able to um Mm. be a little bit more vulnerable and emotional like yeah. feel emotionally because for so long i had like a built up like through wall. trauma a wall mm-hmm. so i was numb so i feel like praying and asking for god to soften my heart now i'm feeling stuff and i'm offended i find myself to be offended easily yeah so now i'm just trying to take a step back and like i said before that self-awareness factor is, is there just, a medium um i think there definitely has to be some sort of balance within like being offended, ha- carrying a spirit of offense, and then taking something personal. Because I'm oh, also okay. human th- with emotions, you know? Yeah. So I'm entitled to feel however I feel. Correct. And my feelings are valid. But also, I have to kind of understand that a lot of the times, however I feel or whatever offends me, mm-hmm. it has very little to do with me personally and, and everything, everything to do with the person who is very true. Kind of being what the receiver or the giver, the giver. In, in that situation yeah i don't know i it's like i actually was at a medium because that's kind of something i go back and forth for myself on mm-hmm. it's like a part of me is very numb and don't feel much mm-hmm. but then a part of me feels everything mm-hmm. 
it's like I don't know. It's like my. I think it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, I think it's a defense a defense mechanism. It's like instantly I shut myself down internally to like if I if something that would typically offend me or hurt my phone something I instantly like I don't know what happens in my body but it's instantly like blocked like whereas though I shut down and I won't even hear it or acknowledge it or let it bother me Mm -hmm. but when I say it's another part of me that feels everything it's like because it's like my brain is like a tape recorder it's like when it's happening I it's like I control myself to shut down and not receive it mm-hmm. but then like a days later it's replaying in my brain mm-hmm. exactly how it happened and now i'm offended mm-hmm. or sad or hurt or bothered mm-hmm. days after the situation has already occurred yeah um i think that comes with overthinking though for well. sure mm-hmm. that's definitely overthinking but what i'm saying is it's like because i feel like the typical person or your your regular thinking person if it it's something like how am I able to block it out in the moment? I feel like it's a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. So it sounds like what you're trying to do is like um, trick your conscious, your subconscious mind into believing that it doesn't care about whatever it is, mm. but you can't. So the only layer that you're able to get through to for it to not care is your conscious mind, which is that present moment yeah. in that situation. Your subconscious mind is kind of what holds the storage mm-hmm. and like allows you to play it back in a sense. Yeah. Similar to like your memory, I guess. Yeah. So it's like in this moment, in the present moment, my conscious mind thinks that it doesn't care. The whole time it allowed that information to bypass to the subconscious. So now when you let that wall down and you feel in a little bit more relaxed. It's kind of like when your subconscious is like, hey, remember this? Remember thing? this happened? This little piece of situ- like Literally. information or whatever the case may be. So it's just yeah. a mind game that you're trying to play with yourself, it seems like. And you're yeah, because I really. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Because I really be convincing myself that I don't be giving a fuck. And a lot of times I really don't be. But like I said, later down the line, stuff be replaying in my head like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. When they said that, at the moment, like, I feel like in the moment, it's like kind of convincing myself that I don't care. But at the same time, it'd be also like, because I'd be trying to empathize with people. Mm-hmm. I'd be trying to understand where everybody is coming from mm-hmm. and feel what everybody is feeling. So in the moment, it'd be a lot of like, why they doing this? Or what, what are they thinking that's causing them to do this? Mm-hmm. Opposed to how I feel receiving it. So I spend that moment trying to think for that person and trying to understand Mm -hmm. why it is that they're doing whatever it is they're doing. Would you consider that to be like, do you, okay, do you find yourself making excuses for people's actions? No. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I, like I said, I try to understand. Sometimes I just never do. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that because I know I'm who I am. I think the way I think I was raised the way I raised. So everybody is not going to resonate with me or vice versa so no i don't feel like i give excuses excuses but i do also know that we are all human and we all have because i don't do everything right on my behalf i know it's a lot of stuff that i do will probably say and have people question like what's wrong with her like why she do that or why she you know what i'm saying so i just try to give people that grace though and understanding so I feel like, like I said, the present moments, I spend my time in the present moments trying to understand 
opposed to really being a sponge and receiving and filling. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't be until later when my overthinking mind replays the entire situation. And this may happen because I still don't understand why you did what you did. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I do understand it. And even with me understanding, sometimes it's like, it's like I got some people in my brain. It's like I understand it, but still I feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand this wasn't their intention, but it still made me feel this way. Yeah. I just recently went through a situation like that. And um, I literally just removed myself from the situation, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this happened at work with a manager because I was offended by something that they said. Mm -hmm. And uh, I let, like, you know, the weekend go past or whatever. And then I came back and I noticed that when I returned and they were talking to me, it bothered me in mm. internally. Like, it made my insides feel, like, a little unsettled. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, I can't. This is for me. Like, I'm the one that feels this. This yeah. person probably doesn't even feel this. So, um, I was like, hey, you know, can we have a conversation? I want to revisit last week. And I revisited. And I was kind of just like, you know, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. I was offended when you said this. Or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And just to sum things up, this person experience or of the encounter was completely different than mine and then i found myself like trying to get them to understand my point of view because i wasn't looking for an apology from someone who wasn't sorry yeah i was more so just looking for understanding, understanding. like do you understand why, why i feel I this way offended? exactly yeah. and then i came to a realization that because of our because our experience was completely different this person couldn't take their self out of their shoes to jump into mine so I kind of just realized I'm just talking just to talk mm -hmm. and I need to remove myself from the situation because it's yeah. counterproductive. So yeah, I think this was my first time like being in a situation that was like as an adult with two adults that was just completely like, like no understanding at all. No understanding. You know what I realized? It's one thing to be understanding and comprehend. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to communicate. And then we always say it's so important to communicate. Yeah. But comprehension is key, right? Yes. And then the third part that I just recently unlocked is the person who doesn't comprehend you, mm -hmm. they have to have a certain level of willingness. They have to have a desire to want they to They have to understand. want to. Yeah, yeah. To want to understand. And I think that I just, this person just wasn't committed or interested in understanding, understanding how you my, felt. How I felt. And, you know, that's yeah. okay. And, like you said, sometimes you really got to, it's like a sad truth, but you really got to just settle with the fact that that's okay. Yeah. Because like I said, with me trying to always empathize with people and trying to understand why people do the things they do and yeah. feel the way they feel when the shoe is on the other foot. Mm -hmm. And I may have done something that wasn't probably, probably the correct thing or the mm -hmm. right decision. I automatically assume people should do the same thing. I automatically assume that. Okay, I understand you think the way you think and you made your choice because of how you wanted to move. Mm -hmm. But I want you to put yourself in my shoes and know why I did this. Mm -hmm. But people don't do that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a that's a fault of my own as well. Like I just assume it's like, like you're expecting you. Out of yeah. Like I don't understand like why are you not trying to see where I'm coming from? Yeah. So that's definitely big. That's definitely yeah, that's understandable. Um 
I think that also it's kind of unrealistic to place the expectation of you. For sure. I'm aware of that. Yeah, I'm aware of that. It's like when it happens or when I do it, I'm able to... It's like an in-the-moment thing. I'm able... Like I said, I'm able to think back on to situations because I do a lot of overthinking. And that's how I'm able to let go a lot of let go of a lot of stuff. Like when days or time pass and I'm able to revisit the entire scenario and just settle with the fact that they're not me they don't know what i know they haven't experienced what i experienced and they don't feel the way i feel yeah so yeah it's like a yeah hmm. i feel like um recently too i just have came to the point where i appreciate the ability to agree to disagree amongst Mm. whoever it is i'm like conversing with or even facing it any type of like hardships or yeah. difficulty with like before it was kind of like you just don't get it we don't align type of thing mm. and i think that perspective plays a huge role in all of our experiences yeah but just because someone doesn't agree with you on something doesn't necessarily mean that y'all don't align as individuals yeah um you just i you mean you're not gonna things. agree on everything exactly yeah. but i think there's so much power in being able to agree and say like you know okay i see where you're coming from you see where i'm coming from but we just not coming from the same place that but that's where i feel like the fault comes in in those type of situations because a lot of the time they don't see where you're coming from mm-hmm. they're stuck on how they feel yeah and that's what i'm saying i feel like now i'm because of the situation i just recently went through mm-hmm. i think it made me appreciate the fact that i do have people around me who i can agree to disagree with mm-hmm. without it being any animosity like oh yeah. you just don't get it and you cut off and you know yeah. all the other immature stuff. So. I feel like I haven't. I'm I'm still trying to grow to that maturity rate because when people don't when people don't agree with me, that's fine. People are not gonna always agree with me, but when people don't understand why I chose the side I chose or chose the you know whatever it is mm-hmm. that I feel, that's when it becomes an issue for me. Gotcha. I mean that makes sense. Like okay, I understand why you saying what you saying. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I, I'm not saying the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I understand why you're saying the sky blue. That's mm-hmm. understandable. But I want you to understand why I think it's green. Yeah. Like. I need you to see where I'm coming from. I need you to see where I'm coming from. Exactly. And that's what I feel. It's a thin line between the two of those. Mm-hmm. Because some people can say, we can, you could just call it, I'm going to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. You think it's green. I think it's blue. You're dumb as fuck. But whatever. That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's not so, the same. I don't think that's the same. So if you say this, if you say the sky is blue, right? Mm-hmm. And I say this, but the sky is green. Mm-hmm. And you say no because, like, if I look at it through your your lens, it's blue. And then I say no if you look at it through my lens, it's green. And then we say, you know what? It's blue and green. That's what agreeing to disagreeing is. But saying the sky is blue and then saying no, but it's green and you dumb as shit and you can't see. That's not agreeing to disagreeing. You know what's the perfect example for this? Remember that picture, that dress, mm-hmm. the blue and black and then the white and gold mm-hmm. and how some people seen one thing and other people seen another mm-hmm. and it became a whole viral moment Viral yeah. moment, and it caused a lot of friction as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas like those two scenarios you just mentioned came mm-hmm. up a lot. It's either a, that's crazy that you see that because I see this and mm-hmm. move on or it's a, fuck is you, you colorblind? Like how are you seeing that? And it's this. Exactly. And that's, that's. 
but that's what I mean by people. A lot of people only see only is able to see things through their own lens. Like some people are not even able to put place themselves in people's shoes. No, a hundred percent. And um, something else that I think is very important to identify is that people can only see like things as far as as they have been themselves yep you know yeah so with that being said it's kind of it goes back to capacity for sure so if you have had more experience in life than this person and you're trying to it's kind of like persuading or convincing them to see where you're coming from whole time their capacity is it's not even large enough life hasn't taken them through the same experience yeah so i think it's just a respect thing you know yeah it's definitely a respect thing the whole I think it is for sure. Ordeal, for sure. I don't know. This is a good chat. Yeah, this was a good talk. I really did enjoy this topic. That's good. So, should we wrap up? Yeah, sure, might as well. Thank you guys for watching our struggle of an episode two. This was not a struggle. I think the conversation. No, the struggle. I mean, the, the conversation was, was amazing. The struggle was off camera, yeah. but we gotta let them know what's real. Yeah. Um, and what's real is we 10 hours in. Child. <laughs> That's what's real. But yeah, it was a great episode. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning. tuning in again and watching on YouTube if you're watching visuals or listening to the audio. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen episode one. Please go back and watch. Go watch one. the first episode, please. Um, if you're on YouTube, please comment, like. Subscribe. Share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Do all of that other good Comment. Stuff. Give us your feedback. Your mm-hmm. honest feedback. If you're on YouTube, comment. Can they comment, comment. on podcast stuff? Like on Apple and all that? No, I don't think they can comment on okay. there. But also, y'all can follow all of our social media handles mm-hmm. at talks. If y'all DM us or comment under our post or whatever the case may be, share some topics that y'all would want that y'all to want to hear about, about yeah um and hear about or maybe share even some guests that y'all would like to see join us or have us interview or whatever the case may be yeah um, and also we're taking sponsorships if you would okay. like to sponsor an episode um a few people reached out to us yeah about about them sponsoring whatever um, your product or business or brand is you could just email us or we're going to accept DM, DM us, us. Yeah. yeah you could just reach out to us we would say through email or DM yeah. all of the information will be below this video or this audio mm-hmm. um, reach out to us and alright y'all good yeah. night good night I'm saying good night but no it's know. really it's, good night because I'm about to go to sleep it could be good morning wherever y'all at so I'm just see y'all see y'all next episode toodles bye Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Let's Talk Sis, with Des and Sa. Stay connected by following us on all of your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget, use hashtag Dear Sister Let's Talk to find us. Wait, before you go, head over to our website or our Instagram and join our interactive community for a daily dose of sisterhood, where like-minded women fellowship, encourage, and create a safe space amongst one another. See you inside, sis. Toodles. Bye.